Welcome to the Oh That Sexy Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, VD Only Letter. Um, and I'm going to be doing a special edition of the Oh That Sexy Podcast. Uh, usually, I probably would have had guests here uh, by this time. Uh, I would have started season two. But unfortunately, due to the effects of COVID-19, I'm unable to do so. Uh, I live in New York, um, Queens. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Queens. And it's pretty bleak. But the show must go on. So, I'm going to be doing some live chats over the phone uh, with some people near and far. And this way we can connect, fellowship, and talk shit over our favorite cocktails. So, I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy. And just remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Take it easy. Nothing much. What's going on? Nothing much. COVID nineteen special edition. Mmm. Mm. How are you feeling out here? I'm tired of being quarantined in the house. <laughs> I think everybody's tired of being quarantined in their house. I'm discovering things that I can do that I never knew I can do. We'll get into that. You should know. You should know. <laughs> Should know, should not. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, V the Only Letter, uh, for the Oh That Sexy Podcast for a special edition of the Oh That Sexy Podcast. The quarantine dreams. That's what we're gonna call this. I'm working on the title. I'm working on the title. I don't like quarantine dreams, but it just sounded good. Um, I like it. You like that? The quarantine dreams, aka work from home, aka stay isolated, aka stay your black ass home. That's it. Yeah, hey, I like as, I... as you can go. Don't even go in your backyard without a mask on. The way it's looking out here, you know. And I mean, it's looking really bad. Like people are out here, like um, catching this. I don't know how they're catching it. I don't. You know what? It's most so the elderly people. It's right. like they're just. I don't know where they're picking this up at. You know what? No, that's stupid. They're picking it up from somewhere, but it's it's just spreading. Like it's just wiping everybody out. Yeah, know? and it's getting really bad. It's getting really to a uh, to a point where um, I mean, people who are our age are catching it. People who are younger are catching it. Babies are catching it. They just had their first infant death of the uh, the coronavirus that they reported on CNN. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh. And, um, well, you know what? It's, um, all we can do is just do our best to stay safe and stay healthy and do what we can, right? Yes. Stay inside. Don't go out if you have to. If you do go out, just make sure you stay six feet away. Make yeah. sure you got your hand sanitizer. And, of course, wear your mask. You know... Before we get into staying six feet away, because me and you were in the in in the supermarket and we both got really agitated. Yes, we did. Um, let's just bring up the drink of the episode. So 
we're going to be talking about Duce. This is a cognac. Yes. This is a special cognac. And you purchased this for me as a uh, quarantine gift. Yes, I did. This is uh, some real smooth cognac. Yes, it is. Okay. It goes down really smooth. Right. And if you let VD only let her hook it up for you, he knows how to hook it up. Yeah, I mean, because you know what? You're not a drinker. You're not a serious drinker like that. No. Um, so, you know, you put a little splash of apple juice in that motherfucker and everything is just going to be all right. Yeah. I tell you, ladies, if you want one of those nice classic drinks, let V make you one. Uh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. Want a nice classic drink. If you just want it on the rocks, hey. Yeah, I, he'll, I'll do yeah, it on the rocks. Whatever. I'll yeah. do whatever. It don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's so good. I mean, it, 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 look. I don't think nobody can make drinks better than Vidioni Leather. From, from, just from my point of view. Right. From what, my, from what I experienced. Right. Um... You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that's like, yeah. that'll do it better than me. Yeah. You'd be hard-pressed. You'd be really hard-pressed. Hold on one minute. I just got to make this, share this thing out. Hold on one minute. And we're about to do the damn thing. So I had to send out a wine review for Barefoot Moscato. You've had that before, right? Yes, I had Barefoot Moscato. It tastes really good. You can go to Walgreens and pick that up. Boom. So you've had Barefoot and, and Walgreens, well, the ones down south in Walgreens probably, probably not Walgreens, but the ones that like the Walmart and down south and everything like that, they, they probably got them, that. They have them in there when you, that's why I got them from. Yeah. They taste pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it tastes like seltzer water. <laughs> it's not my favorite drink of choice. It's not? No. You don't think so? No. What's your favorite by choice? The long, hard pause. For the non-alcoholic who drinks alcoholic I beverages. I don't have a favorite. Well, every time we went out, you know, I would always get you a pina colada or a uh, amaretta sour. Amaretta sour. Oh, yes. You'll I'm, fuck that up. I'll fuck that up. Those are some nice weak girl drinks, and you can drink <laughs> those and be like, look, hey, you got a drink in your hand? Look, I'm sipping on something. You don't need to know what it is, but well, I'm sipping. You were recently in Vegas, you know, not too long ago. Yes. Okay. And what were you, I mean, you were out there having a good time in Vegas. You want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, like, what were you sipping out there while you was in Vegas? In Vegas, we were sipping Henny. Oh, Jesus. Henny straight, Henny chased, mm. Henny, Henny way you can get it. We were drinking Henny. You said any way you can get it? Mm. Yeah, Henny with strawberries. Mm. Henny with strawberry blueberries. Mm. Henny, any, Henny, Henny with anything. anything. Henny with anything. So it was literally anything possible. There you go. Mm. I'm not really a Hennessy man. Every time I drink Hennessy, it always ends up on a bad night. Either mm. I want to get into a fight or something happens. I hear that a lot. I hear people say, you know, the Henny makes me want to act. Act out of character. Act, yeah, act really like dumb, and it acts very belligerent and uh, and completely um, out of character. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't do that. But I see, this little Duce over here. Now, Duce don't do that. Duce just makes you want to take a nap. That's it, and giggle. It makes you want to laugh, giggle, take a nice little nap, and then that be the end of it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tell me, how is COVID nineteen? been treating you I hate to say this but I'd rather be at work 
just working from home thing is not me. Mm. I know to each his own, mm-hmm. but for me, I'd rather be at work. I like to be at work all day, come home. Mm-hmm. It's just a getaway Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturdays and Sundays on my weekends, you know, I spend time. But Monday through Friday, I'd rather be at work. Not unless I'm on vacation. I understand that. I understand that. Are you... How is your mental state while you're quarantining? I mean, for I know for some people they get serious cabin fever. For other people, they get like you know, you know, seasonal depression happens usually around uh, the winter and early spring months. Um, I'm starting to become a little depressed. Okay. Um, you start thinking about everything because you have so much time on your hands, even though you're working from home. Right. You're doing stuff that you wouldn't do at work at home. Yeah. Like I went and cleaned the bathroom. <laughs> In the midst of us having a meeting. Right, right. You know, I put the phone on mute. Right. <laughs> and then cleaned the bathroom. Um, it's not me. I'd rather be at work. I'm getting depressed. I never thought I would sit in the house and get that depressed. I see what people are talking about when they say, oh, I'm depressed sitting in that house all day. It's really depressing. It's very, very depressing. Do you think that you would, if you were able to have, like, kids... Do you think that you could be a stay-at-home mom, knowing that how you feel being in a house all day? Um, if I had kids, it would probably work out perfectly fine for me because I won't have to worry about who's going to watch my kids. I don't have to worry about babysitters. Right. Um, of course, I would need time to focus on work, but I think that will work out better for me. I can save money, and plus, I'm watching my kids. I don't have to worry about. I can understand that. I I know for me, um, being in a house, um, I, you know, you know me. I'm always somebody that's always like on the go, on the run, always have something to do, always have some place to be. So it's pretty weird to just actually stay at home and just have to be at home and working. But it hasn't been so bad. It hasn't been so bad for me. I actually enjoy it. I mean, I have more time to read. I have more time to learn. I have more time to dedicate myself to other areas of my life that just needed to be dedicated to. I had I have more time to clean. Like, it's been, God, no, you know how, how long I've had, like, these clothes sitting in the goddamn corner of my room, and I had to fold them and put them in color-coordinated order because OCD, yeah, OCD, like, OCD a, like, like a motherfucker. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had time to actually um, reorganize some stuff. And it gave me some structure. And I, you know... I'm sorry you're going through that that bit. I mean, for some people, maybe, you know, being home is just like, oh, I can't well, do this. you know, that's why I said to each his own. Right. I don't want to speak for everybody because, like you said, you and 20 other people I know are loving it. They're like, oh, this is the best. Some people have kids. They're like, oh, my kid is here. I don't got to worry about nothing. I'm home. I don't got to worry about spending gas money. Right. All I'm doing is getting up, walking over to my little office area I built and hopping right on the computer and doing what they got to do. So, like I said, I'm just speaking for myself, but I've also heard people, you know, years ago in the past say, like, look, it's depressing sitting at home. Um, I had a cousin. She worked from home from two years. And really? She just, that was just her job, working from home. And when they when she worked from home, she was scared to go outside. She was, like, kind of, like, how they say it, culture shock? Mm-mm. She was scared to go outside. Really? She didn't want to go outside. She just wanted to stay confined in her, in her house all day in order 
and go online and order. She would send her son out to get things. She just didn't want to be outside. She was scared to be outside. And that came from her working from home. I got it. I got not to cut you off. I have to admit that fear came to me a couple of days ago. I, for some strange reason, I didn't want to go to the corner store. Right. And it, it, it happens. And I'm going to tell you this now. Even like me, I haven't really been in a real grocery store since today. Right. Since this whole epidemic outbreak, like I haven't been anywhere. Like I'm scared to go anywhere. I'm even scared to like just get in my car and touch the steering wheel because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to wipe the steering wheel down. Like it's really crazy. Yeah, it is. So I understand what you're saying. Like when I'm outside, I feel dirty. I never felt like that before, but because it's programmed in our head, like, hey, this coronavirus is out here. Boom, somebody sneezes on you or coughs in your face. You know you you know you already got it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a very stark reality when you, um, I guess, test positive for coronavirus because you don't know where it can go. You don't know if you're going to have pneumonia within a right. week or so. You don't know if you're just going to have like a, a mild fever or, you know, you just right. have to really play it up to chance and hope that your immune system is strong enough. Right. Um, I know that, you know, for you and I, the sector that we work in within the healthcare industry, it is getting hit crazy. You know what I mean? Things are, things are, they're not looking good. You know what I mean? We have cases doubling up all the time. We have people that are coming in and reporting in with different incidences and, it's gotten so bad to the point where, you know, elective surgeries have to be canceled. So people who are having, you know, hip replacement surgeries or, 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 or you know, I would have to say, like, uh, I don't know, from things from penile surgeries to fucking, you know, cataract surgeries. Everything is on hold. You can't really do anything. You can't go to the hospital. They don't want you near the hospital. Right. Unless you're showing serious symptoms of you know, what a coronavirus flu looks like, nobody wants you to be near the hospital. But what about these people who who does have COVID-19 and they're going to the hospital and they're like, hey, look, I can't breathe. You know, I'm having these complications. I'm having all the symptoms, you know, which is also flu symptoms. And they're like, go home. And then- you That's watch scary. The, then you watch the news and they had this one- guy who died i think he was between 19 to 20 or something like that he went in they turned him away he went into the urgent care center and they told him to go home plus they didn't want to take him because he didn't have insurance and i thought hospital you're not supposed to turn anybody away it doesn't matter is the urgent care different because i know when you go to urgent care i know their practice runs a bit different but no hospital is supposed to turn you away no a main a main hospital urgent care runs urgent care is a really fickle situation urgent care will as long as you got health insurance they'll take you i mean you can literally have metro plus and everybody knows metro plus is like if you got metro plus then you know you doing bad, my nigga. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way for me to tell you that you're just not doing up. Right. You, you know, doing but really bad. you're doing really bad. But um, if you have an insurance, they'll take you. If you don't have insurance, you know they don't want to stick you with a one thousand dollar bill. Well, some most ins- um, hospitals have charity care. Yeah, they like to offer it to you based off your income, your household income. And, yeah. You know, they ask you for your documents, whatever proof of income you can provide. And yeah. they will display something for you if they can. But I don't know quite how urgent care works. So, I, you know, it's it's just a scary time because... um, I don't think nobody should be turned away with COVID-19. I don't think so either. I, I, I think 
Sorry to cut you. No, no, no. Please continue. I think if anybody comes to the facility, especially if you're saying you can't breathe, like that's a horrible feeling. I think that person should be seen. I know they're trying to take the more important patients, but anybody that comes into your facility or your processing that they can't breathe, they need to be seen. Yeah. I mean, people are people. Pneumonia is not a game. Pneumonia is, is a very silent killer that grows over time. And it's something that that you can't. <clears throat> it's something that you cannot play with, you know. It's it's. You can't predict how fluid is going to build up in your body, and with this COVID nineteen situation going on, and 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 pneumonia being the final stage of where the disease takes its uh, form, you can't play around with that because that's that's literally life or death. If your lungs are filled up with fluid. And it finds its way to travel into other organs. It's it's game over. Like you know what I mean. Unless they can unless they can find a way to remove the fluid from your lungs, it's absolutely game over. And that's why at first people had um initially called it a a uh, an older person disease. Right. But now we're seeing people who are younger, and they're capping out just as what just as much as the older individuals are. Yes. You know, Italy has ha- Italy has been devastated. With COVID nineteen, Spain devastated with COVID nineteen. I mean, Hungary just literally put their prime minister in supreme position to create any type of um, COVID nineteen esque um, laws in place. Basically, no sense for re-election until this situation is over. Um, a five-year prison sentence if they if they catch you spreading false rumors about COVID nineteen. An eight-year prison sentence if they catch you outside of your quarantine time. Like this is this I, I've never seen a world shut down from a pandemic in my life. You know I, I you know we weren't around when uh, the 1918 flu, the Spanish flu came out. So like this is the first time that I'm actually seeing, um. The world at a standstill. We can't do anything. Right. Um, people are people are definitely scared to. <laughs> they're scared to go walk. Yeah, because you don't know where you're gonna pick up this disease, and you, it's, it's just it's it's just I don't know. It just seems like the whole world is just shutting down. You know, and in a sense, you be like, is the world coming to an Yeah. No. No. You like, you feel that way. What, yeah. Like we're confined <clears throat> in our house. Like. I'm telling you, like, as soon as I step outside, I'm ready to get back upstairs, take off my clothes, take a shower, just do everything. <laughs> I'm walking with the hand sanitizer, and I'm, I know they're like, okay, make sure you got some hand sanitizer. It has to be, what, at least 70? Uh, 70 to 99% right. Uh, effective. Right. And I'm like, damn, I don't even feel clean with the hand sanitizer. They're like, no. don't touch your eyes, nose, ears, because you know. That's the way that it travels. And I'm like, damn, and then the minute... I feel my throat getting a little scratchy a little bit, you know. You start. I you, start playing that Cardi B in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus, <laughs> shit is getting real. You know, don't you listen? I'm gonna tell you. Look, man, I was um, so I went to go get a uh, uh, I went to go to the doctor's office. Nothing coronavirus. How is, that? How is it that going in the doctor's office? It was it, very empty. Because I went to, uh, you know, I went to um, uh, a physician for um, muscle injuries and stuff like that. Right. 
It was so empty. There was only about maybe three people in there. How did you feel when you walked in there? Scared. Were you like, as soon as I get out of here, I got to strip out of my clothes? And... A part of me, yes. Uh, uh, some I saw, I saw an individual. Um, usually, if somebody was to cough like that, pre-corona... I probably wouldn't have. You probably would have looked at and said a fucking asshole and kept him. Yeah, this time I, I, you know, I wanted to take the pen that was in my hand and stab him in the throat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, and and, and what made it worse was, you know, if you know that you have a cough like that, wear a mask. You know, they're promoting these masks that are out here. Find a way to get a mask. Ask one of the phys- you're in a you're in a doctor's office that has they can spare a mask. They can, it's not the emergency room. It's the doctor's office. They can spare a mask. Ask for a mask. You're coughing into a tissue in which you put the tissue back into your pocket, which has already touched your hands. I already look at you like you're a cancer cell that needs to be deleted from the body. So, And I had this big pen, and I'm like, man, how far can I stick this big pen down this person's throat? <laughs> To get this motherfucker out of here. Him and the cough. You know what I mean? If he dies, the virus dies with it. And everything else that he got going on dies with it. But, you know, it makes you really paranoid. And it, it's it's scary that I thought that way. Because it's getting to the point of where, in society, we're looking at how we treat other individuals when it comes to this pandemic. People are out there buying toilet paper. And... You know what? I read something on the online and they said that one of the symptoms of having a coronavirus is having diarrhea. But I'm like, damn, does that mean you have to go in there and buy up all the damn toilet paper? Yeah, yeah it's so stupid. It's so fucking They're stupid. They're acting as if Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, and and that's not <laughs> and that's not and that's not what you know, I understand that you need to go out and make sure you have certain essentials in your household and you need to make sure that you have, um, right. uh, you know, proper sanitary tools to promote a clean, healthy living. But I mean, people are buying toilet paper at, at, at unprecedented like rates. Crazy. I see. I, I even seen uh, online. They had a person who had about 10 cartons of milk, milk. This is crazy. And milk spoils. Like, what are you going to do with all that milk? Make ice cream, smoothies, what? what but they're buying, but people are just... People what are you going to do? Freeze it? People are hoarding it. I mean, they're hoarding it. But this is crazy. I could remember the time I can go in the stores and people will leave Clorox wipes on the shelves because they said they didn't want to pay that much money for it. You look on the shelves and I'm going, any mom and pop stores, any chain store, any supermarket, anything... The shelves are empty. Yeah, it's literally gone. And they're like, I think they're holding the supply in the back room because people, you know, they have the signs of saying limited two per person. Like, oh, I think, I think they, I think, you know, for you to tell me that, oh, we don't have a shipment of it or we're not going to get it anytime soon, a part of me wants to be like, you know what? I think you're full of shit. But, um,. I'm going to let you rock because I have to get back home because I'm not trying to be out of here and catch some bullshit. You know, it's I, it's it's a scary time and it's a scary place and it's a scary world that we live in that um that this situation has been like taking place. I don't know where that we go uh from this point. I'm pretty sure this virus is going to pass. Uh it's it's not I know President Trump has stated that, you know, he wanted to put put an extra two weeks on the um quarantine. 
yeah, rules. To April thirtieth. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I think it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be longer than that. I think New York City as a whole. You know, we're the boldest. We're the bravest, and we've been through the storm. We got a quiet storm that just came and swept us out like nothing. Right Facts. Now. Um. I feel bad for people who have businesses because they, some of them have to like shut down completely. Yeah. Um, I just read, I told you earlier today, uh, Waffle House closed 600, 600 in, uh, no, 365 locations. This is crazy. This is crazy. I am going to call this the boom, the baby boom. (laughs) (laughs) The new baby boom era. The new baby boom era. Um, Oh, kids are popping out. You're going to see a lot of fat people that was skinny. You're going to see a lot of pregos out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people getting pregnant. Um, But. There's a lot of people. I mean, there's nothing to do in the house. You, I mean, you just quarantine and and just chill. Like, I mean, like, even me, like, as soon as I get offline, like, I never had a headache so much from looking online at the computer from working from home. Like, at least when I'm at Mind work. Mind you, you go to work and you stare at a screen. Not yeah. all day, but, but I mean, know, like. I take a break, you know, let me go check over here. Yeah. Let me go check over to, like, me, I'm confined. I'm looking at this computer. Okay, when's the next email coming in? How many cases we have here? Right. Oh, let me send out this email here. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's just too much. The summer is getting ready to kick in. They saying this hot, what this warm weather is supposedly supposed to kill this virus. I don't know. I don't see us recovering from this until maybe sometime early next year, maybe January, February, because you have to think about it. You have these small businesses out here. I feel like once things do open back up, they're going to go sky. Prices are going to be sky high because people are going to try to make the money back that they lost. And not only that, you know. We're grateful that, you know, if you make a certain amount a year, under a certain amount a year, you're going to get the stimulus check. But how, how much can that stimulus check help out, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have people out here with grown man, woman bills. Like, yeah. People mortgage, like living in New York, the cost of living in New York City is, is ridiculously high. They had, a, they had a quote, um, in order for you to live comfortably in New York, comfortably, um... You have to make at least one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Yes, agreed. Like you have to bring in the dough. Like it's no. It's, it's a, not a game. It's not a game. That's why a lot of people, you know, our age are still living at home with our parents because moving out on your own. Say, for instance, you do say, "Okay, I'm not ready to invest right now, and I just want to get an apartment." To get an apartment is almost like two thousand dollars, if not even better. You lucky if you're if you find something for seventeen hundred. Yeah, hell, I mean, and you're you're even more luckier if you um, we're even more lucky if you find if you are are selected for the lottery apartments. Oh yes, where they are, I believe, income based. Yes, so it matches whatever um. Your yeah, income is, yes. and then I mean, it's kind of stabilized. So if you make like maybe you know fifty or sixty k, they go based off your income, yeah, how much your rent or whatever your mortgage be. I know a lot of 
new and upcoming buildings that was like a popular trend between the years of 2009 to about 2013-14 yeah that definitely was still a popular trend back then with them building um property based off your income and i think that's a nice leverage to give people you know but then you got to look at it and say hey that's a lottery what are my chances of winning it dude i i Looking at the applications I filled out, I was like maybe 44,000. My number was like 44,823 out of 235,000. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hey, all you can do is pray and hope and hope and pray. And then, you know. I think in these trying times, that's all we're left to do is pray and hope and hope and pray. It's just, it's, um. I think rent slash mortgage needs to be lowered. In New York City? Yeah, definitely. I mean, right now, if you want to, to live in a box apartment, you're probably paying every bit of, like I said, 1700 I mean, I've seen people's studio apartments. You, I, I'll give you one better. I saw a condo, a one-bedroom condo for $300,000. If I took two steps forward, I was in the back of the condo. If I took two steps back, I was at the front door. Yeah. If I turned around and did three steps forward, I was in the bedroom. And if I made another turn, I was looking at the bathroom. And then if I did a 360, I would be looking at the bathroom. But if I did a 180, I'd walk right out. There you go. You know what I mean? And it was it was so small and cramped. And like it was him, his wife, and a dog. They had a dog. They had a dog. Oh. And then the couch is over here. And then the dining table is like right behind them. And then there's not that much room from the dining table to the couch. And then there's a chair in between. And the chair only had probably about the amount of space that I have from the mic to where I'm sitting at. And it was like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm looking like, this is how y'all live? Like, and I was like, how much is a condo? And they were in, they were in Long Island City. Like, how much is a condo? About 320, and I'm like, for what? You paid $300,000 to live. Like, you could have spent that money in Michigan. You could have spent that money in South Carolina. You could have spent that money in Florida and had, like, a a multi-room home and lived comfortably. I mean, the, the the income would be a little bit different than what you're making out here in New York. Right. I'll give it that. But, I mean, at least you would have had... The dog can actually breathe. Right. They probably would have had a yard for the dog. They probably would, they probably would have had a yard. To play in. But, you know, I think, like, um, I think New York is just absolutely getting too high. The rates are getting too high out here. The cost of living is getting too high out here. Insurance is getting too high out here. Um... I don't know. Maybe COVID nineteen in disguise is something that can offset the market. And I'm, it, I mean, New York is not getting the best publicity right now. No, no, we're not. At this moment, it's. I mean, we're the epic center of. We're the heart of the world, if you ask. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I mean, look, but I mean, it's already been reported that we have sixty six thousand cases. Yes. The next state to have it. I think it's in New Jersey with only 10,000. Yes, they're right next door to us with this whole... This this COVID thing. It's, I don't know. Maybe maybe God brought in this quiet storm to simmer things down a little bit because things was getting out of hand. Oh, yeah, the stock maybe. market. Yeah, and we're, we're knee-deep in a recession. We're not knee-deep, but we're getting knee-deep into the recession now. I mean, um, the 
they're trying to enforce this martial law. Um, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's not gonna happen though. You don't think so? As they can enforce it, but so much, but mm. you can't put like you must gonna have cops at every end of everybody's <laughs> road, like on every block. Like really, like. You must gonna have every block taped off. <laughs> like, where you going? It's gonna be a block party, but it's blocked off with the cops. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, like Dan, where you trying to go? Look, I'm an essential. I gotta go to this job right here. <laughs> I gotta go to this house. Uh, I got mail. I got mail to deliver. Look, I gotta get somebody an epic pen. <laughs> I got moves to make, man. Look, look. I gotta move. Wanna, what you wanna do? I'm saying. But um. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. We're lucky if we see the light in July. We're not seeing it in mm-hmm. April, definitely, because April is here in two days. We're not going to see it in May. May, I feel like, is going to be a horrible month. June, things might lighten up. July, we might see this. We might see the light. July, we might see the light. People might start getting back to normal. The mass might start. The masses might start fading away. You yeah, know? you're still walking around with your hand sanitizer. Yeah, you know. But I mean, China has decreased cases. Uh, they just now started to report that the cases are starting to become se- severely decreased. I wonder why. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. China always brings. You know, not to sound racist or anything. No, but, go ahead, Trump. But China, the Chinese disease. I'm. <laughs> this Chinese disease because they're the ones that's affecting us and we deal with them. We do so much trading like they're our like next of kin. Yeah. Like we do everything through China. Everything half of 95% of the US products. You look at it, the fine print made in China. Made in China. You very rarely find it made in France or Italy or something. It's some form of China. I don't yeah. give a shit if it's Hong Kong or something or whatever. Japan is some type of Chinese. They all the same. In other words, Ninja Stars. Oh my Stars. god! I don't care. I don't care. It's they all say, from China. Look, I'm not trying to be bashful, but hey. No, you're not being bashful at all. But you know, I mean, like they like. They're always come. They're always giving us something. This mm. is deteriorating the U.S. I yeah. mean, come on, they're deteriorating us slowly but surely. Like they're like not to be a conspiracy theorist, but you know I love my conspiracy theories. So several people are online talking about how it just so happens. Well, we all know that um, there's a patent for the COVID nineteen virus. There's a patent for the coronavirus. Right. This was created. This is something that was um, manufactured in certain labs. This is something that people have been able to monitor and look at and kind of analyze and kind of see if they can create a vaccine if ever this virus was to be um, exposed. There's a, there are a couple of conspiracy theories that believe China allowed this virus to expose the world with sacrificing some of its own people. So this way it can cripple the economy of its surrounding nations, forcing them to look for China for more money and also have greater control over the exports and imports 
from their country. Seeing that they control most of the the imports already, now there's already uh, medical supplies that come from China. There are vaccines that come from China. There are ventilators. There are certain equipment that is used to transport these things that comes from China. Some people think that this is a conspiracy theory that China created. Some people also believe that this is a conspiracy theory that the U.S. created to cripple its own market and create a vaccine for pharmaceutical companies to have um, the cure for the virus and to have the American people give all of their money for said cure. That one I don't believe because you're basically killing yourself to big yourself up. That one I don't, I'm not really with that one. But the China one, that one seems a little interesting. You know, there have been several, if you follow it, you know, there's been several doctors who have spoke out about how the COVID-19 in Wuhan, China became exposed. Um, How it was in a lab, there was some mishaps, quote unquote, of how the virus strain was being handled from person to person within respected labs. Um they wanted to minimize the the amount of people getting infected, the number and the death toll, where the death toll was actually a lot higher than what you see on television. They wanted this thing to just seem like it's a pandemic, it's a flu, but it's not as serious as you think it is. And then when people in the rest of the world get it, it won't be as serious, but it's serious enough to where we need a vaccine. And if you come to us for the vaccine, yada, yada, yada. But you can you can even look it up. Uh, people out there that are listening, do your research. Look up whistleblowers in China who were calling this pandemic way before things were happening in November and December. And once we received our first case, I think it was late in February, especially in New York, in fucking Far Rock, out of all places to have the first reporting sighting of coronavirus, it was in Far Rock, Queens. Ain't that some bitch. And it takes you a million buses, trains, you might need a plane to get there. I mean, it's not the easiest place to get to. Far Rock is, I mean, like, out of all of Queens, you mean it bypassed. What services is out there? I mean, like, does the E train? No. Uh, See, no. Yeah, no. no. You can't get nothing over there. I think the A train used to run there, and yeah, then they couldn't afford to the um to put the A train back. I, I think the A train still runs. They have to reach out to people. There are some buses that go out there. Um, Just get on the dollar van and. We, I don't think they have dollar vans. They don't have the dollar van over there either? I don't think they do. Two dollar vans? I don't think they have vans out there like that. I think that, but they have a lot of Uber. Even the Uber drivers, when I, you know. They'll rape you. The, the prices probably But what, you know, when I usually go and I visit my aunt, because she, she lives out in Far Rockaway. When I usually go out and I visit my aunt and I, you know, I have to tell them, I'm like, hey, well, you know, we're going to Far Rock. They kind of give you that look like, listen, when I drop this car off, I'm just going to need you to, you know, get out the car. You go your way, I go my way, and I'm just going to speed right on off. And they do that. And out of all places to get this thing popping off in New York, they pick Far Rock. Far, far fucking rock away. (laughs) Queens, New York. That's where they get this thing started at. This shit isn't, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. But um, you should look into those conspiracy theories. I think the more information that we get on this, I'm not trying to take it away from the people and the men and women that are fighting in um in the emergency rooms and the ICU rooms. 
but it is an interesting case when you when you start to research how this virus came about, how this virus came into our country, and what it's doing to affect the people in our country. Right. Small businesses are being shut down. People are being shut down. Um, people are fucking dying, y'all. They're dying quicker than they can even get saved. Like, you have some people that's DOA as soon as they get there. Um, and I noticed on social media, you know, I saw a lot of, of the feeds. You have these young, immature kids, even adults, doing lick the toilet contest. Yeah, that shit is so... Oh, my God. On, you see people dropping like flies out here. And you're going to lick a toilet. Who licking the toilet? You know what goes down in a toilet? A lot. A lot goes down in the toilet. You get the machine, <laughs> you get the machine gun spray going. Yeah, no, and it, you, you're licking so much like... And the kid got... He, he got coronavirus. Yeah. Licking the toilet. Like... Come on, save me, spare me. Did you see the TikTok challenge where people take a lollipop and one person puts the lollipop in their mouth and then they they do a dance and then they pass it to the next person? I did not see that. Yeah, it's, I'm glad I didn't. So a bunch of people, they, they take this lollipop, they dance and they like, you know, fuck coronavirus and they all look in the same lollipop. And you know what? This, I was thread lightly, but... These people are not taking this seriously. They're like out here saying fuck the coronavirus. Legit. And people are dying legit like yeah. every day. You think that just because it's going to happen to you, you can go out here today or tomorrow and just catch it. Yep. Somebody in your household could bring it back to you. Yep. And you don't know. And I mean, you know, you're home. You're quarantined. If you live by yourself, I mean, more power to you. You don't have anybody but yourself to be worried about. But if you live with other people, bro, that's scary. Yeah, because you, you, you're you affecting other people. And this is just like, I don't know. These these people are just crazy. I, I, I thought it was, you know, when I, when I first started to come here, I didn't think it was that serious. When I started seeing people like, all right, we got to work from home. Well, I mean, we work in the healthcare industry. So it was just like... All right, we got to work from home because, you know, you want to just be cautious and take, you know, precautious measures and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, that's cool. We can do that. Then when I started seeing the motherfuckers just like dying, I was like, all right, well, how old are these people? All right, between the ages of 80 and something. I was like, okay. We have our first young death, a uh, 45-year-old man. I'm like, okay. Not too far away from that age. Far enough. Very far. But not too far away. We have our first 38-year-old. I was like, oh, shit. The fuck is going on here? Like, the the fuck? Yeah. And it's it's getting scary out there. It's, I don't know. It's, it's this is to be continued because, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're going to have to pay out. All I'm sitting here saying to myself, I know people will be grateful for the, for the stimulus check, but you're going to have to cut about 10 more of those. <laughs> You got to cut about ten more of those in one week to make for, people, for, to, to please the people to please them. You're gonna have to cut about ten more checks. Yeah, that 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 one thousand two hundred ain't gonna cut it, bro. Because you know what's gonna happen. What about the people who who do have a mortgage, who do have car note bills, you know? And they said that they're supposed to give us some some type of leeway for a couple of months. You know, they're not supposed to press us for this money. 
But the first thing I know people are going to do when they get that money is hit the supermarket and get food for them and their kids because some people probably don't even have money. Yeah. So this is... And not and not everybody's blessed to to work, you know, for 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 the you know for. You know, I'm very blessed to work in the industry of the health industry. That I, sorry, that sentence came out crazy. I'm very blessed to work in the health industry. Um, and I'm blessed that my job is somewhat essential for me to do. Um, because if I worked in another health, if I worked in another industry, let's say for instance, if I worked in the service industry. And it was in the bar and restaurant industry. I'd be fucked. Yes. I'd be, I mean, I'd be fucked. Um, If I worked in an industry where I need people to visit my place in order to have some type of revenue, I'm fucked. If I'm a plumber, I'm fucked. If you was Joe Exotica. If I was Joe Exotica, be, I'm fucked yeah, fucked. Yeah, because you ain't going to be able to visit them tigers and them bears and them <laughs> monkeys. You're not going to be able to do that. Oh, so, oh, oh, uh, a uh, free promotion. If you guys are quarantined out here and you need something entertaining to watch, um, if you guys have a Netflix or if you know somebody that will loan you their Netflix password, shout out to King Reg. If you know somebody that will, you know, because he will fuck you up. Because he will, he'll fuck you up on site if you change the password without him knowing. From him in two months, you know, and he go in that account and he see that, hey, yo, what the fuck is going on? Let me let me look through my contact, yo, bro. Everything good? We good? Oh, cause I, you know, I try to, I try to log on. And shit, shit wasn't right. You know, what's up? What's up? We oh, go- look, just send out an email, a mass text on the distribution. <laughs> new pa- Just let me know the new password if it's case sensitive. I just want to know what it is. And we good. That's All right, it. stay up. I'm going to hit you up tomorrow. <laughs> see how you doing. How your mama doing? Oh, okay. All right. Just make sure you... Don't, don't you ever do that again. Don't do that again. <laughs> just... That's an inside joke. That- <laughs> um... Just um, don't be changing up the Netflix password. Don't change up the Netflix password, ladies. If your man got your Netflix password, let him have it. Let, come on, boo. Just let him have it, fellas. Know? If that lady got that Netflix password, just let her rock, bro. Just let her rock. You know you might be mad at her. You know y'all gonna be back together next week. Yeah, man. You know, like y'all let, gonna, her have let her rock. And uh, if you want, if you want something to watch, uh, Tiger King. Yes, Tiger the King. documentary series is. And this is coming from... I remember when we watched it. You're someone... You don't watch documentaries at all. You're not really into it. If it's Death Row, hey... You fucking that up. Look, Suge Knight was running Death Row. Okay? (laughs) He was running Death Row. That's another topic for another another day. day. But, like, you know, VD Only Letter said... Joe Exotica, a.k.a. the Tiger King. That's the name of the documentary. It's the craziest shit. All I'm going to say is, I got two things to say. Mm. Joe Exotica, you a bad bitch. <laughs> you is the baddest bitch I've seen on Netflix right about now. That's running things. You a trend. And y'all need to free Zoe, Joe Exotica because he's innocent. Yeah, he you is. You got all these frauds out here. Who's perpetrating a fraud? Yeah, he's innocent. Let's free Joe Exotica. Please, we gotta start a GoFundMe page. I want to see this man back on the streets, not doing nothing bad, 
But let's get a documentary of him or something. Let him get his own little reality show going. I want to see Joe Exotica back on the street. I think everybody wants to see Joe Exotica out of jail. I don't think anybody wants to see this man locked up in a cage. Because you know what? Watching him, he was a genuine, he's a genuine person. You know, he just got caught up in a whole lot of bullshit that came with it. And I mean, between you and me, Carol killed that motherfucker. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to sit in front. She, people can say what they want to say. Carol Baskin. Don't she sound like that lady? What's her name? <laughs> I forgot the name. But um, she killed them. She killed them. She killed them to get the money. She, I, listen. The revenue is crazy. He was, a, he was a multimillionaire. She wanted to have this zoo. And then... The zoo that she has, she doesn't have workers. She has volunteers, volunteers that wear color-coordinated color coordinated shirts that show the tenure of how long they've been volunteering at the zoo. So, in other words, you got volume one. No, you got tier one, tier, tier two, two tier, tier three, three tier, tier four. four. Tier five means you a master. <laughs> you, you learn how to feed a tiger without him biting you. You learn how to walk this motherfucker and put him to sleep. Straight up. You know? And people and people are out there... I'm like, yo, you've been volunteering for five years. But you missed the part when you had stepped away for a sec because you had to go do something. She got her daughter volunteering for her. And this daughter's grown as hell. And I'm like, I hope she got a regular nine to five. No, the, no, 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 no. The, you know the volunteers don't get paid. Her daughter was part of the volunteers and she had on the blue shirt. She ain't pay her daughter? Wait, wait, time out. How do you have a business and you don't pay your kids? Crickets. How do you... <laughs> How do you have a business look, and you don't pay hey, your children? Hey, look. I look. I was like, I'm glad he missed this part. Because I know you would have rewinded back and again. And again, because it's it's again, that's crazy. The daughter had on the baby blue T-shirt. Oh, so she's not even a master. No, I think the pink people with the pink T-shirts are the masters. No, it's the navy. Once you have a navy blue okay, one. Okay, so she had on a pink T-shirt. She had on a baby blue. It was baby oh, blue. she's not even a ma- She's not even a master. Mm-hmm. How are other people masters of your parents, of your mom's? She's still getting bit out here. She's still feeding him the bottle through the cage. She's not able to walk in and feed him. Look, she's still a rookie out here. You know what? Look, I'm going to stay. You know what? That was the best quarantine Netflix and chill I've ever had. Really? I'm not going to sit there in front yeah. with you? That And you know what's so crazy? You know what was the craziest thing? When we first sat down and we watched it, I was telling you, I was like, I said, yo, I think this is going to be pretty good. And you were like, no, you know, I don't really like watching, you know, this. This kind of look crazy. Very first episode, you were like, so there's a gay cowboy who raised tigers. And who's the baddest motherfucking bitch <laughs> alive. This, this. This, this nigga, I'm going to say this nigga, <laughs> this nigga, never single, never single. One die, he picking another one back up. 
He got niggas so stressed out, they lost every last one of their teeth while they was with him. This nigga turned straight men gay. And I know you guys are probably going to say, well, look, the, ne- the nigga was never straight to begin with. Look, these niggas were straight because half of them, one of them killed themselves because they couldn't escape it. That's a fact. And the other one was like, look, hey, the nigga had three teeth a mile away. It was blackout. It was lights out. And he got the tattoo. Had the tattoo crosses. What was it? Thug Life? Joe Exotica? Joe Exotica. Joe Exotica. No, dis- the- no disrespect to Pop. No. Um, Rest in peace. If he is really dead. Huh. Conspiracy theory number there 35. Um, And he just had the whole thing like, hey, Joe Exotica. I'm like, damn, he must was piping this nigga down. Like, these niggas was out here doing... I know Joe Exotica had the money, you know. He had the tigers. He had he had he everything. had the bears. Oh my! I mean, like, but you know, that's kind of badass when you think about it. Like, to um, can you imagine petting a tiger, and like the tiger listening to you? For real, it's it's it, it's not like the tigers like oh nah you know it's it's like yo this is my this is my friend David. And he's a tiger. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't want to give too much away from the documentary. You guys have to go on Netflix and watch it. But I am going to say this. Joe Exotica, none of his animals never disrespected him. None. They may have disrespected his his employees he had. Yep. But they never disrespected him. Nope. And all the... He had that that shit on lock. When Joe Exotica walked through, it was like... How that song go? I feel like I'm the man when I walk through. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Um, you know, you gotta watch that. And you know, I don't want to sound like you know. I don't want to jump from. I don't want to sound like a Netflix hopper. Right, right, right. But um, I also want to touch base on the Madam C J Walker. Um, that was another good. That was another good watch episode, and I want to touch a topic because you know, Madam C. J. Walker. You know, she was one of the black women of the slavery days who made a way for us black people, especially women, um, with the hair care business. You Correct. Know? Um, she tried to branch out and have this hair product line, Correct. special grease to you know help black women who lost their hair grow. Yes, and I think she was dealing with some rare form of alopecia. I'm not sure, you know. And she met up with this biracial girl who already had a business that was already well established. It was on the market. It was selling, and she used it, and it made her hair grow back. So she. You know, she wanted to be a part of that. But nevertheless, I don't really want to touch base on that part. I just want to touch base on, like, ladies, if you have a business partner and that business partner happens to be your husband and he's doing everything in his willpower to help you out and, you know, foresee everything happening for you, you know, he's just busting his ass to make sure ends me to make sure you get to that pedestal that you want to get to. I don't think you should shy him away from the company, from the business, because at that point in time, even if he lets you put the brand in your name behind closed doors, it's our business, yeah. you know, and just as much as what you share, you guys should share that together because Back then, it was a man's world. And it still is to me a little bit. You know, we got the woman empowerment. You know, we got the woman movement. And 
you know us as women we voice our opinion especially black women well you have a lot of you have a lot of feminist communities that are out here that do support right. women you have a lot of feminist communities that support women of ethnic backgrounds um right. In, in so many different endeavors, whether it be into the uh, entertainment industry, whether it be to the to the industry of um, textiles, into the industries of um, even healthcare, yeah, even healthcare. Um, I know we could I could speak for my industry. Um, my staff is at least about maybe eighty to eighty five percent female. And I think that they should have men in to break it up. I think men. Um, kind of puts the finishing touches and I'm not trying to sign sound biased, you know, um, all about women empowerment, but when you have a room full of women in an office, it just creates more drama. So I feel like you just, and you're a woman saying that. Yes. And I feel like you just need to equal it out. Right. I understand. Have enough, have an equal amount of men, have an equal amount of women. So it won't get too catty. Right. I understand that. You know, um, but no, but touching back on the see on on the husband, uh, the marriage between uh, uh, Madam Walker and Mister Walker. I feel you know I don't want to give it away because I know there's some people out there who haven't watched it. Right. But she got what she kind of deserved, and you know I don't want that to sound mean. But it is what it is. I mean, but she kind of got what she deserved. Um, what he did was foul. I'm not gonna say what he did. But I think it just gets to the point where you have to realize that you can't neglect your partner when you're going on your endeavors to make your life better. And, you know, it's you should you know, we always tell ourselves that we have to be selfish to get the things that we want. And that's that's very true, because you're going to have to look out for yourself and make certain things happen uh, for yourself to make your dreams um, true. But when you have people in your life that are your life partners, you know, you have to consider and care for their feelings as well. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you have to be engaged and be involved in their life and you have to feel that they're a part of the ride as much as you are because they're your partners. They're your life partners. They're, they're people that are there supporting you every single step of the way. And you know, you need them to, I guess, feel maintain- feel appreciated yeah to to keep that homeostasis uh feeling of um just happiness you know what i mean like you just want to make sure that that how could i explain it i think she neglected the fact that you know it wasn't about her all the time right it wasn't about her it wasn't about her it was about you know it was about her but it wasn't always about her. It wasn't just about Madam CJ Walker. It wasn't just about her hair care products. It was about him too. And granted, he may not have been the brain behind the product. He may not have been the brain behind creating the product, but he was just as much supporting that woman as she had done herself. You know, he's the one that went out and bought the lease for the home and they have a new home to to start their um their company. He's the one that went out and helped supply, you know, workers and he's the one that went out and put his name on certain loans for them to be he able to have He broke a lot of barriers he, for her. He he did. He did. And he's just as entitled to whatever she receives in life as he is. You know, watching watching the show, Madam CJ Walker had a me party. It was a me party. The right. whole episode 
the whole little mini series was a me party. She put him on the back burner. Right. So that's why he did what he did. Right. No, I totally understand. And it's it's so it's so sad to see that um when you see uh couples that start a business together and um it kind of just went sour because one that one person always gets a big head. One of the partners, one of the parties is going to get a big head. And that's the sacrifice you have to take when you decide to go into business with your loved one. You know, especially your partner, your better half. You know, a lot of people always say, I don't do business with family members or I don't do business, you know, with my wife or, you know, let alone a girlfriend, you know, like I don't do business because I already know what road that's going to go down and I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to risk it. So going into business with your partner is just that risk you have to take. And sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. Yeah. I I think, um, I think if you just weight the wins and losses equally, I don't, I don't see it spilling over, but you know, there's always going to be, Whenever you go into business with somebody, there's always going to be somebody who does well at something and not well at, at the other thing. Of course. And you can't be both well at the same thing and not well or not equally yoked in, uh, in something else. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't be, um, both, um, fluent in the same thing. Right. So you can have somebody who's a great accountant. So you can have that person on your party and then you can have another person who's good at wording things. Right. So, you know, that that could be a dynamite duo with a company in itself. Right. You know, one person always have that special talent. Exactly. Yeah. That they're good in. Yeah. And I felt like all Madam CJ Walker, well, should I say Mr. CJ Walker? Mm. All he wanted was to be recognized. He let her have the pedal stool. He let her be the shining star. All he wanted was to be recognized by her. He didn't care what the public thought or if his name was behind the brand or if he was the man behind the the wheels doing all the dirty work, signing the papers, getting all these loans, you know, getting people to endorse her and fund her. All he wanted was recognition from her. He just wanted her to say, hey, Thank you for everything. I appreciate everything you've done for me. I love you. And we're in this together. But she didn't acknowledge that. Yeah. She got greedy. She got very greedy in the be- in the beginning. And she just neglect him. And not only that, I get, you know, she came out with this hair product. But if you watch the first beginning of the show, I know I said I wasn't going to give it away. She kind of stole somebody else's recipe <laughs> but she but she but she later on admits that she stole it right like she she admits like you know y'all stole it she stole somebody's recipe to their hair product and she made and she made a buck off of it she did she was the first black millionaire and well, you know what's uh, you know what's so funny the true story about her rival uh she was also a multi-millionaire she wasn't broke you know, in the, in the damn, we giving away the story, but um, <laughs> we giving no, we giving away. Look, two. y'all just got a Netflix and chill. Yeah, we got you know. Take get advantage your, of this quarantine. You know, get you a quarantine bay if you can, or a quarantine bay with yourself. 
And <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's a quarantine bag? A quarantine bag? Is, is that somebody that's temporary or No, nah, it's, it's it, that's the thing. It's a quarantine bag, you know. Oh. So like, you know how you know how some fucking idiot in Kentucky decided they were going to throw a coronavirus party Assholes. and then ended up getting coronavirus and, and that was their, that was one of the cases in Kentucky that ended up spreading to other people assholes fucking idiots so you know get you a nice little quarantine bay make sure you're both clean wink wink and you know no no covid19 on this side so what do you and your quarantine bay do let us know uh i you know hop up to uber eats you know what i mean mm. get some condoms or you know if you pull out game is strong you know do what you do what you do and you guys watch a movie, spend time. You could play. Bill so Bill. when does this? When does this have? Does this happen on the weekend, the weekday? Any? I think when I think when time is permittable. You know what I mean? And, right. You know, before martial law gets kicked in, you know, because um, mm. we're under a, a a quote unquote martial law. We just don't have a. Well, just make sure your quarantine bay is uh. your main bay, or that's your girl, because or guy, if if or guy. Because if the martial law kicks in, you might have to spend the night until Because, <laughs> you know, most niggas be like, look, hey, <laughs> look. You got to go. It's Look, I'm getting tired. It's one o'clock. I don't care how you get home. You know, get out. Your Uber's outside. That's Queens nigga status. Brooklyn niggas don't care. <laughs> They'll send you on the train. They'll just tell you to get on the back of the bus. They don't care if you walk in the street. You gotta go. <laughs> Brooklyn niggas, Bronx niggas, you gotta dirty, go. Dirty niggas. They got- will put you on the back of the bus like Rosa Parks and be like, "Look, just get the fuck out of here. Call a cab. I'll call you a cab. Or are you paying for it? You oh want me no! To pay? You want me to pay? Back then it was like fifty dollars. Mm. Now it's probably like what eighty to dollars. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends. Depends. Depends on where you're going. Depends on how Uber, how Uber and Lyft is doing. Lyft's a, Lyft's a bit cheaper. I mean, than Uber. If you don't, I mean, look, they not pay, back back then. It's not going down like that. You getting on the bus? You getting on the bus? Well, you gonna take that long ride home? And I'm like, damn, you know, I I be, I'm better off being in the Bronx because at least I could hop on somebody's train. If I'm in Queens, I'm like, damn, yo, I'm stranded out here, so I gotta walk like twelve blocks just to get to some <laughs> destination of a train station. Yeah, Queens and, is rough. And then once I get to the train station, I got to get off somewhere in the city because yeah, that's the closest it's going to drop me. And then I got to pray to hope to God mm. that I could cross under the tunnel mm. and find my train. <laughs> on behalf of Queens, I usually don't apologize for Queens for much, but on behalf of Queens, I'm sorry for that. Yeah. I mean, we, look, make, we make it a bitch to travel the, around. D- look. Yeah, it's bad. It's not. It's not a good look. It's not a good. That's why we pay for cabs. You know. Yeah, you come over, have a good time. What time is this? Two o'clock in the morning. Let me call you this cab. So you, so you will call your one night stand a cab. Yeah. Mm. Call them a cab. Make sure they get home. You know, just don't pick up the phone. They going on the block list. Because yeah. it's a okay. It depends on how bad it is. Mm-mm. If it's really bad, oh, you definitely going on the block list. Mm. You know, and if I follow you on Instagram, you know, it'll be one of those, like, you know, once you call me, I'm not going to respond back. But if you see me post a pic, 
you know, I'll acknowledge that you like the photo, but I won't like mm. yours. It's one of those. Mm. It's petty like that. Mm. That's Queens niggas out there for you. But I mean, but we called you a cab. You did make sure I try to get home safe. Hey, just let me, hey, call me. Let me know that you got home safe. Hey, I'm home safe. Cool. Block number. It's going to be a potential scam. Spam. <laughs> did I say scam? <laughs> but it does say, but it does say potential scam or spam. <laughs> Potential scale. <laughs> oh, that's the title of this episode. We're oh, gonna wait. Call it potential I see scam. some people phone ring scam likely. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that's, no, a, that's a good one. I think one. that's T-Mobile users. Yeah. Scam likely. I uh, think that's a good one. You know, scam likely. But you, you know, but you know, for quarantine time, that's what you, uh, that's what you kind of want to do. You want to curl up. You want to watch yourself a good movie, have some great company. Um, I know we're practicing social distancing. I think if you need to make sure that the person that you're doing your quarantining time with, um, comes in acceptable hours. Spend the night. Don't go outside unless you have to. If you call in a night crawler, you call in her between 12 o'clock. So with this martial law, if it takes effect... Oh, the night crawlers can't come outside. No, because night crawlers starts at what, 10? 10, 10, 10 o'clock? 12 o'clock. 12, I thought it was 10. Nah, 10 o'clock is you try to get the list going. 11 o'clock, you try to check the social media if they post any recent pictures at the club or something like that. Okay. So that's where you get it. You get a room, get it, get it, get a, you know, a temperature of the room. And then, then 12 o'clock, that's when you do the. So 12 to 4. Yeah, 12 is when you do the. No, 12 is when you do the. 12 to 130 is when the yo text coming out. You know, if you see more than four yo's, you know, you, you already know what time it is. Like it's going down. Once you, once you get a yo, WYD. You already know what time it is, so you telling you telling your homegirl that club, look, look, this nigga just hit me up. I'm trying to go out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, or you know, I'm at. Oh, what you doing? I'm at the club with my girls. Oh, okay, what you doing after the club? I don't know. What you what you doing after the club? I don't know. You trying to come through? That's every girl's favorite thing when when that nigga they like ask them what you doing. <laughs> when you ask them what you doing. They be like, look, I gotta go. He's like, that's not even your main nigga. Like, he's not claiming you. Look, I gotta any go. nigga. If you if the if the girl fucks with you and she like you, uh-huh. and you text her what you doing uh-huh. while she out with her girl, this you could have been everybody's designated driver. <laughs> they gotta find a. It's either they gonna go home, you getting dropped off at the nearest curb, and like, look, I'm I'm going to see this nigga. I'm going to see him. <laughs> that's just what it is. It's quarantine time. He told me, <laughs> he told me to come through. Mind you not, you probably, he probably gonna make you leave around 2.30 in the morning. Maybe three. And if you find a nigga that make you fucking with the socks on, you know you leaving, you leaving around 2 to 2.30. The nigga tell you to keep on your socks, it's a wrap. If he tell you to pull down one of your pants, oh. like one of your pants leg, not the whole pants. Oh, you know oh, you he, leaving early. You leaving early. You leaving early. You you leaving don't early. even bother staying. Don't bother. <laughs> you don't. He, he might let you drop your bag. He might. And you know when a nigga finish, he'll pull out. He be like, "You good?" And then next thing you know, he gonna be like, "All right, yo, look." <laughs> he don't yeah. even wipe you down. Nah. Oh. Nah. You don't even get the wipe down? No, you're not getting a wipe down. You're not getting a wipe down. Oh, you got to give him a wipe down. You, you got to at least get a towel and wipe him down. You can't just... You still wipe him down even though you're getting ready to kick him out? I mean, 
I want you to feel safe when you're in the but comfort you get ready my, to put them out I, but I want you to feel safe when you're in the comfort of my domicile I want you to feel like home for the short period of time that you will be here mm. but I want you to feel like you're at home I want this to be a wall I mean this is a this is an open space this is a healthy place this is a safe space for you for two hours so wait a minute you invite an old girl right this this guy is inviting old girl over. Right. It's COVID nineteen. Are we in COVID nineteen era? We in the COVID. This is the COVID nineteen. And she era. was in the club. And mm-hmm. you invite no girl over. If it's COVID nineteen era, she can stay in the club and do whatever she wants oh, to do. Okay, she's not gonna get that yo. No, she's not oh, gonna get okay. the yo text. No, mm. no. COVID nineteen. I, I I highly doubt the yo text is happening at ten o'clock. Now the yo text might happen at two p.m. That might go down at two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. Look, to all those single people out there, it's I, rough. I'm gonna say a prayer for you. It's rough. It's rough. I'm gonna say a prayer because it's rough because uh, essentially, sex is not a part of the essentials that are open for for this COVID nineteen. Look, case. if you and your partner, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to everybody who got them a special someone in their life, but. And there. even that's rough. Yeah, it's rough. Because, you know, sometimes they get on your nerves sometimes. And sometimes they may do a job um, that, you know. Requires yeah. them to be out there in the havoc of all of this COVID-19. And they have the potential to catch something that um, is very life-threatening. I know a lot of <clears throat> policemen, firefighters. MTA workers. MTA workers, you know, um, especially... Of course, the nurses, the doctors who are hands-on with these patients are actually tapping out. You know, you got to send them home to be isolated because they're getting sick. Yep. You know? Yep. And a lot of these jobs now are mandating everybody to just, like... Stay your ass home. Stay home. And... If your job allows you to stay home. If your job permits you to stay home. And it's, it's just... This whole thing is just crazy. I agree. It's just crazy. I mean, like, I never thought I would be in an era in my lifetime where I'm going in the supermarket and I got on a freaking mask and every aisle that I go down, I'm pouring a whole, squirting a whole bottle of hand sanitizer in my hand. Like, I I might as well just walk with a bottle of bleach. I, I, this is the first time. I knew it got bad when um I was walking the street from my doctor's appointment and every person but three had on a mask every person but three had on a mask and i saw somebody smoking a cigarette and i was just like oh you, why, what is wrong with this guy why are you smoking a cigarette because at this time of crisis you know and it's um that's when i knew i was like this is um this isn't um this isn't a good time right now it's not. And I think, you know what? Mm. Not to jump off topic with this whole thing. I think you need to let people know, you know, the risk of wearing gloves. You know, wearing I a agree. mask, you know, is fine. You know, they say you're supposed to use a mask a day. But, of course, we're not fortunate to get a mask like that. Not all of us are fortunate to get a mask to be able to switch up, like, underwears. Right, right, right. But... Um, you did watch a little documentary on 
online i think it was online was a social media or something and a doctor oh yes stating that you know a lot of people are wearing gloves and i'll let you speak on that no so oh, basically what he uh what he was saying was that um gloves are not gonna be the most sanitary thing that keep you safe in fact you're more you're probably better off with your skin than you are with the gloves depending on what you do now, if you're doing like a, a cash handling job or something like that, then the gloves are one of your protective gears. But if you're wearing gloves for just a day to if you're wearing gloves for day to day task, driving a car, um, uh, going, um, just making a quick run to the store, um, little day to day things, you're more than likely are going to carry twice as many germs on those gloves. And that you do if you're not wearing them. So now you got to think about it. If you go to the store, you need to take money out for for to pay for things. So if you you have on your gloves, so you put on your gloves, so you're walking around, you're opening doors, you're touching the doors. Now you're opening your wallet and touching your credit card or your debit card or your cash with those same gloves. You touch your phone with those gloves. You are wiping down maybe dust off of your shirt with those gloves. They carry all those germs. You're better off just using your hand and not touching your face. And um, he gave really, really good, clear guidelines. Make sure you just don't touch your face, touch your nose, touch your ears, touch your eyes, touch your mouth. And, um, you know, using I'm seeing people walking around with gloves and it makes them feel safe. But I'm like, you know, I would sit back and think I remember one time, I, you know, uh, my mom had gave me a pair of gloves and she was just like, hey, you know, you should use these gloves whenever you're walking out. And I'm like, yeah. But then it dawned on me. I'm like. I'm touching a lot of different shit with my gloves. But the one thing that I'm touching that I'm probably going to touch more than once is my wallet and my phone. How much germs is on my wallet and on my phone? Am I wiping my wallet down with like alcohol pads? Speaking about that. Am I wiping... There we go. Am I wiping my... my, my um my, my, my wallet with my alcohol pads? Am I, am I properly maintaining um, good hygiene for... You know, not just for my body, but for the extensions of my body, for, again, my wallet, for my phone, for several different applications that I probably use, um, not applications, for several different, like, objects that I use. You know what I mean? Like, what about the bag that I carry? What about your pocketbook? What about your keychain? What about your keys? You know, these are little things that, you know, you don't think, like, you know, I'm touching them. And then come to find out this thing has so many fucking germs and viruses and bacteria on it. And then you go and rub your nose one time and it's like COVID-19, nigga. Like it's it, game. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be careful out here. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be, you have to monitor like what you're doing and what you're touching, how you're touching it. Excuse me, guys. You got to be, you know, careful of like what you're touching, how you're touching it. And you have to be, you have to monitor like every, every little thing that you do. And it seems so tedious, but you know what? It's, um, unfortunately in these trying times, it seems to be a very necessary evil. And that's a very sad, uh, stark reality that we're living in right now. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's really sad. A lot of people are making a mockery of it, you know, I know some people are just trying to make light of the situation, but, you know, if you're going to do it, make sure you do it safely. Yeah. Don't go to a coronavirus party. Please, please don't. Don't go to a coronavirus party. Please don't. Um, You got to stay safe. You got to stay safe because you can pick that thing. You can pick this virus up anywhere. It's 
it's just it's I can't even describe it at this point. Yeah. This whole this whole situation has me perplexed. We I'll put it to you this way. I went to Vegas March 6th. And, you know, we had the pandemic of the whole coronavirus scare, you know, debating on whether we should go or not. And we went, we had a great time. Um, Of course, you know, we had our hand sanitizer. It wasn't to the point where we were wearing masks. You know, we went out, we was in clubs with a gazillion million people all up in our face. You know, by the grace of God, we came back safe. Um, And it seems like soon, right after I came back, it just it was like a like a atomic bomb just blew up. Yeah. And it was like, hey, like I I don't even know what to say. It just it was like a one, two, three thing. You blinked your eyes and like now the coronavirus is just affecting us as a whole. And this is it's just crazy. And now we have to rebuild. We have to rebuild this. Yeah, and it's um the scare has gotten people into a mode of humanity that makes absolutely no sense. I know we talked about that earlier, but it 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 is it is a very imperative. I know we're podcasting and we're you know of course we're not practicing social distancing because you're like like not even a foot away from me. But um, but I, I it is very imperative to understand. Stay home, guys. Please, please stay home. Um, if you don't have to go outside. Don't go out. If you have to go to the liquor store, make your run, go back home. If you got to go to the grocery, uh, grocery market, um, grocery store, go, go back home. It is not that serious. To be outside. To be outside. It's not that serious to just be going to the park and playing in the park. Go for your jog. Go home. You know, I, I understand cabin fever is a motherfucker. I get it. But guys, the quicker we just follow the rules and stay inside, the faster this thing will just go by. I agree. You know, um, I would tell the people where they could find you at on social media, but it seems you're a ghost. You know I don't do social media. (laughs) I don't believe in social media. Again, to each his own. Social media is just not for me. I don't have time to go up there and post photos. Right. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to say it. They can hate me. I feel like people go on social media and tell their whole life story. They and do. I think it's very tacky. And I hate to see people that go on social media and post their Sunday dinner. They go up there and post their toenails that they went to the nail salon. They go up there and post every little single thing. Like, I mean, like, do you keep anything private? What happened to people knowing a little about you. Just a little. Mm. I don't need nobody knowing anything about me except for who I'm with and my that's it. That's it. My family, whoever I'm with, that's all who needs to know about me. I don't have to go on social media and put up there, oh, I got into a fight today. Oh, I got into an argument today or something, you know, like come something on. so petty or something so yeah, like, like insignificant. I see people get it's it is it's, it's it just blows my mind. I see people get up there. They're taking pictures of liquor bottles. Oh, me and this bottle tonight. This is my lady tonight. You know, or it's 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 ridiculous. It's at deplorable. This point. 
It's it's insane. Like, come on. I don't want to see your oxtails, peas, and rice. I don't want to see your mother's macaroni and cheese because I know what it looks like. I mean, come on, save me. If you want to put up some pictures of yourself, go ahead. If you want to put the pictures up with the jail pose or y'all hanging on the block or you and your girls trying to have a hot girl summer, go ahead. I don't want to see pictures of you with your toes, taking pictures of your toes because you got you got this fly design. I don't want to see pictures. I, I just don't. I don't want to see nobody you work with walking, you talking about the back of their head is nappy. Like, you know that to get you in trouble. Like, I don't understand how people could go on social media, do TikTok videos, and then your management see it, and then you get fired. Like, come on. Like, come on. You know it's a limit. You know you're not supposed to be recording anything at work. It's HIPAA. I... I... Come on, like, you know certain things are off limit. You got people at work doing a TikTok video dancing to Britney Spears. You got a bunch of medical records over there in the corner. You got somebody whole social <laughs> displayed on the on the, on the the monitor screen. Like, come on, you know? I mean... You look she, crazy. Come on. You look crazy. I seen somebody... I seen somebody do a video. Um, They did a... They did a... They did a, a tutorial video... On, at the job and I was like oh my I, I, I had to watch the whole video to make sure nothing that was of importance could have been seen because I was really about to make that phone call like bitch take that down I wouldn't have said now. nothing because that's a grown-ass person whoever did that they're of age because they're working with you you should have sense enough. Don't be a jackass. I don't understand these people. They go on social media and and, and exploit things and thinking you're not going to get caught. Believe it or not, your higher-ups, they have social media. They're out there looking for people like y'all to get y'all in trouble. You got people in at work just chilling and vibing. You got people taking 15 minute breaks, an hour and 15 minute breaks when they're supposed to be taking 45 minutes, but they're in the parking lot doing a TikTok video. <laughs> I mean, like this is re- it's ridiculous, it's absurd. Like, come on. Like spare me some. So to all those people out there who have social media, I don't want to see you taking a shit on the toilet. <laughs> I don't want to see what color you got your toes done. I don't want to see what your mother cooked. I don't want you going up. I don't want to see you up there bragging about, oh, wifey made me oxtails, peas, and rice, and and whatever, griot, or whatever you want to call it, or soup jumun, however you want to call it. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that. Nobody needs to know. I, I could care less what you're eating right now. I could care less. I really don't care. I don't want to... I don't want to be on social media and looking at, oh, my chick is the baddest chick out here. <laughs> you that happy you got somebody, bro? Like, damn. You got you got girls up there talking about, oh, this is my man. He's so sexy. He the one and only me while he up in everybody's DM. <laughs> like. <laughs> Did I tell you the time I seen somebody in a, um, in a singles group chat? Mm. No, in the no, in the singles, um, in a singles group in Facebook, and when I clicked on the photo, like he said something wild, crazy. I clicked on the photo and I said, "Yo, that's what's a face husband." Lo and behold, I look through the third picture. You see him and his wife just like cuddled up. They got the baby right in the middle, and he's talking about like got the Johnsons family picture up there. <laughs> 
But meanwhile, you in the singles chat. Nigga, go sit down. You know what? You know what? These dating websites, they popping right now. They booming. They booming right now with this COVID-19. Niggas letting up in there. Yo, I'm a fuck shit up when I get out of here. <laughs> yo, I'm fucking shit up when I get out of here, yo. Shorty right here, yo. I'm Yo, she gonna meet me on the Ave. I done gave her the address. Yo. It's about to go down. It's about, it's, I'm about to pull up. My pull-up game going to be 100 when this shit is over. I'm like, all right, I guess that'll be sometime around July or August. It's perfect time. You know? You know, right now, right now, this is cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs> but back to social media. Mm. I don't want to see your bottle of Bacardi. I don't want to see you talking about this is what I'm doing tonight. Y'all want to know what I'm doing tonight. This is what I'm doing tonight. Like, get your life. Get it together. Get your life. I don't want to see. I don't want to see none of that. Let's start a new trend. Let's be anti. Let's just be anti a lot of food. I don't want to see the food. The nail salon is closed now. We we suffering out here now. And the nails is hanging on by a thread. But look, shit. It's real out here. The barbershops is closed. The hair salon is closed. You know? Everything's closed. I bet you them Africans is still open, though. They is not closing <laughs> down. You just better go up in there with your mask on. You want them braids. Look, look, mommy, I want some braids. Look, put your mask on. And we're going to get this done. They, they, they open. They're they open? open. Everybody else is following the quarantine rule. You know, and and to that I would say thank you so much for listening to our episode. Uh, again, be safe out there. Uh, this is a COVID nineteen special. I'm probably gonna have a couple of follow up episodes uh, going throughout the week. Um, this would have been the start of season two, but unfortunately due to COVID nineteen, um, you know we're practicing our social distancing. So you're gonna be hearing a lot more episodes from uh, from uh, from a couple of people. And uh, I kind of uh, I can't wait to see how this thing plays out. And so I just want to say to all my people, I love you. Uh, thank you so much. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast um, on uh, SoundCloud and other social media platforms. Uh, and remember, stay sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy Podcast. Again, I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on the SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that little area. That's where all love is. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't want to waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy, yeah. And baby, you and I make synergy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.